one gentleman who will no longer be with us. As probably everybody knows by now, he has announced his retirement after WrestleMania three. He is one of a kind, a man that is actually hanging it up at the very peak of his career. Very much, if I can pay this tribute to you, like the late, great Rocky Marciano, who quit as the heavyweight champion of the world. Well, it's quite a tribute. <laughs> it's going to be a nice company. I'm not pushing up daisies yet, Gene. I just uh, made a transfer. You know, I'm the kind of guy, I guess I said, I'm real proud of my sport. That's the first thing I want to say for 16 years. Probably kept me out of jail when I was a kid. And the WWF has done more for me than... Uh, anything in the world, but I've made a decision. I'm in the peak, of course I'm in the peak of my career, but I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going out, man. I'm going to give it 110%. Uh, anytime I ever fought, I gave 110%, and sometimes you guys chucking eggs at me, and, and sometimes, uh, sometimes you weren't. Sometimes you're chucking roses. It didn't matter to me. I, I give 110% then, and, and I give 110% at anything I do, and, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give it a try, man. I'm kind of a gutsy guy. We're, we're proud of you, Roddy. Very yeah. proud of you. Thanks, I try hard. To another episode of By God Almighty. By God Almighty. By God Almighty. Uh, wrestling review podcast. My name is Graham, and I'm once again joined by Dave. Hello. And Diamond Diamond. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I love how the fact, like you know, that we all say By God Almighty, yeah. and you take a slight pause, Cause I'm a... and then you're like wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to compose myself because you laugh. Yeah, it's very it's good. Ridiculous. So what's the crack anyway, lads? No crack no whatsoever. Yeah, very, Zero very crack. good. I'm eager to, to chat to you guys about what I made of this fucking pay-per-view, WrestleMania yes. 3. It's going to be good. Fucking pay-per-view is a good term for it. Yeah, it's yeah. really big. Also, Jared is back on the cans because he's... Not on morphine. Not on morphine. He's had his cast removed. No morphine. So, uh, without further ado, it's WrestleMania 3. Bigger, better, better. March 29th, 1987, in the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, with quite an outrageous attendance of 93,173. What did you make that? Well, myself and Dave were talking about this on the way up, like, that seems like a fucking bit of an overestimation. Oh, it's definitely exaggerated because it's wrestling, but there was still well over 80,000. Oh, the place was fucking jam-packed. It It looked 
great. I'd say honestly, good. Ninety percent of the seats the show was shit from. Yeah, oh, it's it's first, can you imagine fifteen rows and maybe some of the tiered seating, but from after that, yeah, yeah, because like you wouldn't have any sort of huge sorry, dear me, but you wouldn't have any sort of huge Titan trying to keep your eyes on, like you know. I think there was a screen, well, like. Like it wasn't a deadly toy trance, so it was like a projector, and it only would have looked good when the sun went down. So literally for like yeah, the last two yeah, or three yeah. matches, it's not an enclosed dome, though. but it's a see-through roof. Ah, okay, so yeah, that's yeah. why when the last match is darker and then so, gotcha. yeah. But interesting thing about that is it was that record of the silver was broken six months later by Pope John Paul II. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but only like five hundred people as well, which is. Jesus, just that little bit better then. Just a, just a smidgen. Christianity still rules. All right, Mordecai, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Also in attendance were two future WF uh, World Heavyweight Champions, Rob Van Dam and Kevin Nash. No yeah. way. Yes. Excellent. Uh, another thing that I was going to say about the massive attendance was. It's never been completely verified, but apparently Vince had the pay-per-view blocked out in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. if you're in Michigan, the only way you could watch WrestleMania 3 was by either leaving the state or going to WrestleMania 3. Any particular reason for that? Because it was in Michigan. So, people would so have people to would attend, have to, to, attend see it. the show. Oh, oh I see, I see. Of so course, it was Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, we completely... So, if you're there... You weren't able to watch it. Yeah, had to go. So, that's yeah. why there's half the world in that. Like stadium, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, it did four hundred thousand boys, which is one hundred and fifty thousand better than WrestleMania two, which is fair enough because yeah. WrestleMania two is shit. <laughs> uh, yes, and the show gets underway with Aretha Franklin singing "America the Beautiful." Can't be honest, guys, I fucking marked out to Aretha Franklin. Did you? I think she's great. She also wasn't mad fat. I always thought you of Aretha Franklin. No, she did. She definitely. Fuck. Did you ever see Blues Brothers? Uh-huh. She's in Blues Brothers, and she's huge. <laughs> compared to how she is in WrestleMania yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so fair enough <laughs> <laughs> but she's still great so our commentators for the evening our main commentators are Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura the dynamic duo and there's some guest celebrities is TV host Mary Hart and former baseballer and broadcaster Bob Uecker who's also a WWE Hall of Famer in the celebrity yeah. wing but um, I thought these were decent for celebrities they actually were they were like I, I thought they at least had an interest in the product yeah, and yes. they tried they tried their best they at just certain go. points Mary Hart really pissed me off okay. like during the Bulldogs tag match when like Jesse left and she was one of the main commentators yeah. and uh, she was like what does he have to do to get out of the ring how does he tag out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just answered your own question yeah, yeah. <laughs> even then like, it was some, there was some faux pas like that but it wasn't like, uh oh, yeah. I'm charge for fucking oh, 15. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. It was a vast improvement on the celebrities. Definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Match number one is the team of the Can Am Connection, Rick Martel and Tom Zink, versus the team of Don Morocco and Bob Orton Jr. Uh, this is Martel and Zink's pay per view debut, and it will be Zink's only WF uh, appearance. Oh yeah, yeah. He appeared, he appeared a good few times in WCW throughout the late '80s and early to mid '90s, but uh, yeah, never appeared in WF again. This is also Bob Orton's last appearance for 18 years. Wow. Yeah. Until uh, he tagged with No Mercy 2005, he tagged with his son Randy in a two-on-one casket match against the Undertaker. Nice. 
So that's quite a quite a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, eighteen years. Yeah, he made a once-off appearance in '89 for on a WCW pay-per-view, but like, just one match. That was about it. So um, we should get it. Will we get into it? Yeah. What did you make of this opener? Um, I actually really enjoyed this opener. I thought it was a fucking. I thought it was a really good opener. I thought it was the best opener of any of the WrestleManias that we've Seems that, that have gone past and that we've reviewed. Like you yeah. know, I, like, we've watched three pay-per-views up until now, and I yeah. thought this one was the best one yeah. by far. It was the only opener that has actually been enjoyable. Yeah, remember we've said I think on all the episodes before the opener generally should be explosive, a fun, quick match that just gets everybody into the mood, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be a great show, yeah. and you're reading it. And before this, they were all bags of garbage. Yeah, and then this one kind of changed the way it was I thought the Can-Am connection did a great job like kind of double team moves and they were, had a good pace to them yeah. and they kind of got the crowd going they're in uh, great shape as well yeah, yeah. speaking of great shape how much has Don Morocco been hitting the juice since we saw him last <laughs> oh, he, I was thinking that because he uh, wrestling classic and excuse me Wrestlemania 2 he was a fat shy and then all of a sudden he's big and bulky again yeah He's definitely, it's not, and it's not being he's running the streets, like he's definitely been no, banging shit in his yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hell. Little needle here and there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was a really nice camera shot during this match. It kind of looks over the commentator's shoulders, and the commentator is yeah. sitting up rather than sitting down at ringside, yeah. and it kind of lets you see just how big the, the actual yeah, arena yeah, is. Yeah. I like that. They did that shot every now and again. Yeah, it was, show, really good, it was yeah. a really good cool shot, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a grand opener. Yeah, and it, was very, it, was a, it was a good old decent opener. Like, and there was, you know, the kind of classic uh, knee to the back um, turn around. Yeah, no, and it was just fucking, you know, that's like good wrestling. It was, really, yeah, and it was like Morocco and Orton are bigger than the other two lads, height wise at yeah. least. So it was kind of like these two big bully heels versus these two athletic faces who yeah. were, you know, good looking lads and like. And, and dressed in white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which what does that do, Dave? Not saying. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm sure there's more people dressed in white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but um, good match. It was it was interesting seeing Rick Martel work as a face. Cause, yeah, because he's I've only ever really known him as a heel. Yeah, as the model, like that's yeah. what he's synonymous with. So it was interesting. I liked it. It was a good match uh, that came to a close when Martel pinned Morocco. With an aided crossbody at five and a half yeah. minutes. Um, one thing, actually, I kind of didn't like about the match, but I thought it was a bit of kind of slip up. The next match is cut is kind of dubbed a full Nelson challenge. Yeah. And in that match, I think Orton or maybe Morocco, I can't really remember. One of them put one of the lads in a full Nelson, and they double teamed them, and I was kind of yeah. like, nobody else on the show should have done a full no Nelson because the whole no idea way. of that match was who's the better person yeah. doing full Nelsons, but. We'll get into that. It was completely like we swept under the carpet. Yeah, it's grass. You know, it's the same old story, and it's just like thousands of years ago when I took these chains and I pulled down the pillars of Rome, and just like I made Atlas and Samson cower at my feet, Billy Jack Haynes, you're gonna feel the fear, you're gonna feel the wrath, we're gonna find out who the true master of the full Nelson is right here in the Pontiac Silverdome. And get it right, it is Billy Jerk Haynes. For the record, it is Billy Jack Haynes. Match number two is dubbed the Full Nelson Challenge, and it is Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules. Billy Jerk Haynes. 
Sorry, Dave. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dropped his Hernandez surname and actually believes he's Hercules of Roman mythology. Yes. What did you make of that um, promo he gave before the match? Well, it definitely confirmed that he's absolutely insane, or else he just has a really good career longevity because he's been gone for 4,000 years or whatever. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a bit mental, though, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Know, like, who, like, I don't know. Part about wrestling is, like, you know, you have to kind of imply that it's believable. Yeah. You know? Well, like, if you actually pretend that you're, the like, the, the Hercules of legend of yeah. the lore, like, you know, fucking... Fuck off. It kind, of just, it kind of just throws a little spanner in the world. Yeah. It's like, just a little, uh, uh, this is wrestling where, like, you know, it's the, it's, it's, it's it's so outrageous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This lad is the least believable motherfucker yeah. on the card. Like. But uh, Bobby Heenan was good in the old promo. Yeah. Nah, Bobby Heenan's always good in the old this promo. In fairness, like this, apart from, obviously, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and... Macho Man, whatever. The, this card is Bobby Heenan. He's on so many matches. He's yes. on commentary. Fucking He's just Jimmy everywhere. Hart as well. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, Hart is yeah. all over. Monitors all over the kit. Yeah. But, uh, but what I will say about these guys is the two of them are in fucking phenomenal shape. shape. They are in such good shape. Uh, Three the best shape of any fucking wrestler in the entire yeah, card. Like, you know, definitely. The two of them are right together. Like you know. Jesus Christ. The background to this one is Billy Jack Haynes was using the Phil Nelson as his finisher. And then Hercules, who acquired Bobby Heenan as his manager, started using it. So they challenged each other to a full Nelson challenge, which is basically a match. And then whoever's better at the full Nelson is declared the winner. Opinions on this uh, belt? I thought it was a, a no-sell load of bollocks. Yeah. Honestly. Interesting. I thought neither of the wrestlers sold anything. Especially yeah. fucking um, Billy Jack Haynes. He didn't fucking sell a thing. He was rolling around like he'd be fucking getting stomped in the head. And he would, he'd just be like, oh, and he'd be fucking straight up again. Like, you know, there was no selling whatsoever. It was a That's what I thought. It was a strange... Uh, in saying that, it was better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so you expected nothing. Oh, no. Well, I thought it was going to be, you know, a car crash. Like a fucking... Just murder on the dance floor. But it was better than that. But it was still shit. What I... It was more like, rather than a head-on collision, it was kind of like well what annoyed me about it is that like it's this big full Nelson challenge that's been built up for the biggest show of the year yeah. where the payoff is meant to be and the match doesn't end in a full Nelson there's just a stupid countdown cool. finish well a full Nelson yeah. on the on outside the whatever but like you but need someone to win to be the master of the full Nelson this is or whatever. True, yeah. like there what's were, the point of it there were two lovely press slams in this match though yeah. one from each guy like you know and they were fucking really the nice thing, the thing about this as well Right, they didn't put anybody over. So did they have a future for these lads? Because this is Billy Jack Haynes' only ever WF appearance. So if they didn't think they were going to keep him around, why didn't they just put Hercules over and have him? Yeah. So he stayed for a number of years. Yeah, but he was always this kind of mid-card character, but every time we see him, he's kind of slightly protected for some reason. Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah even exactly. though he he's not going anywhere. Maybe they had plans for him that never materialised. Because like, bad look. Yeah. Although I will say, Hercules' clotheslines are... Very yeah. nice. Yeah, very nice. Doesn't matter who he hits there. Clothesline from hell. Right. <laughs> uh, the other, Sorry, go the other great thing about this match is the first time we get to see those little mini rings in the entrance, the little ring cars that they're they come in. Excellent. And yes. the Federettes. Yeah, the Federettes. Federettes. Yeah, yeah. Like the World Wrestling Federation. Federettes. Are you serious? <laughs> like, you know, for fuck's sake. Dressed in a fucking purple gowns. They look like those Cadbury Roses. Purple things. Like, <laughs> purple things. We got Tastes like it as well. Look. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Edit that out, would you? So I will say, like, I, I've, I know I've been kind of speaking badly about this match, and I, I'll fucking testify to that, but there was a really, really nice blade job at the end of it. Yes, there was. Really unnecessary blade job. Yeah. But, but it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Can I just say that, in my opinion, Billy Jack Haynes is the master of the phone, Nelson. Because when Hercules locks it on, it looks like he's fucking washing Billy Jack's hair. It was the shittest thing. He's giving yeah. him a hair massage. Is that, is that nice? Is that nice for you? Yeah. yeah. Don't rock his fingers. That's all we need to no, know. Yeah, yeah. It's not his fingers locked. It doesn't even matter about rocking his fingers. It's just like he like puts his hands under his arms and then just rests them on his ears and he's like, there you are now. And then like Billy Jack is selling like his rabies. He's spitting all over himself and it's it's like. That's the worst looking phone I've ever seen in my life. I was so pissed off at this match. Yeah. Because because of the lack of selling. Yeah. I know you were saying like he's... he's but he wasn't selling. He was like, you know that kind of thing where the crowd clap and get behind you and you power up. Yeah, like the yeah, fucking, yeah. It was that sort of shit and he was spitting everywhere. But the match ended in a count out after eight minutes on the outside. Afterwards, Hercules grabbed his chain that he ripped the pillars of Rome down with a thousand <laughs> years ago and beat the shit out of Haynes where Haynes would blade like you mentioned earlier Dave yeah. and um, then put him in the full Nelson and that was it um, a shit match yeah and on a card with so many matches that yeah. go like two or three minutes I'm not yeah. really sure why this Wait, one got eight. Eight. yeah it was it was a bit much way too long. long way far, too long far too much the third match of the card is a six person tag team match and it pits King Kong Bundy and his midget partners Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook against Hillbilly Jim and his midget partners Little Beaver and the Haiti Kid. Guys, can I just fucking stop you for a second? Yeah, Little Beaver. <laughs> well, yeah, because you don't want to get him confused with fucking, Big Beaver. It's a fucking great name. It's <laughs> Little Beaver. It's unreal. <laughs> um, of all the midgets, I'm not trying to be politically incorrect, that's what they're called throughout this card because, you know, it's 1987 and yeah. nobody gives a fuck. So yeah. that's why I'm saying that. I'm not a prick. But, uh, when you hear midget say small people yes yeah, yeah <laughs> small people yeah. midget yeah. small people only, little, only, only Lord Littlebrook is the only one still alive and he's a whopping, serious he's a whopping 86 years old no way now. yeah Holy shit. so he's like 60 at this yeah. age yeah well, they're all old look at little beaver and his ears the size of fucking Kathmandu even the hate kid is dead even the hate kid is dead my friend sorry you're you already dead no man don't don't cry oh, I can't help <laughs> My favourite thing about the Haiti kid is that he's wearing slippers while he's wrestling. Oh, what a fucking... You know what, though? What I, like, I've never really watched too much midget wrestling, but yeah. these guys look fucking, fucking great in the ring. Yeah. They look fucking excellent in the ring. Right? This is obviously meant to be the comedy match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's better than a lot of matches on it. It's fucking deadly. It's a bit of crack. Yeah. But one thing I will point out, why is the man who main evented WrestleMania 2 and <laughs> posed a threat against Hulk Hogan now tore down the card yeah. in quote-unquote comedy match. What is that about? Why is he do, I, done I, slick? I assume he's done something backstage or he's got he some must have done something. Isn't this like his last WrestleMania no, no, appearance no. till uh, maybe WrestleMania, Undertaker 95? WrestleMania appearance, but he still appeared, um, I think he made events Survivor Series of this of 87 yeah. in the, the main heel team, Andre the Giants team, and he might have a few more, but it's really bad. What yeah. is he? Like, uh, it's not like he's even been dropped to tour and he's like beating the shit out of Coco Beware. It's yeah. like... He's dropped the tour card match on the card and it's a midget match. Yeah, yeah. Can't explain that to you now, right? No. 
So what did you what did you make of the match, kind of overall? It wasn't a long match, really. There's no fucking thing to make of it, really. Nah. I, 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 I'm ask, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> it's not a good match, though. But it's not no, a good no, wrestling it, match. It, exactly. But it's it, kind of, that's kind of it had the roll, roll, roll your boat spot, which I really thought was excellent. Yes, it was. I don't know why Especially it happened. Dwarfs. But yeah, it was great. It's, it's very funny. Yeah, so this is just, you know, a filler uh, for people to laugh at small people. Um, yeah, if you're easily offended and politically correct in 2015, this probably isn't the match for no, you. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> if what, you I, what, I, what I enjoyed about Little Tokyo looks like, you know, he doesn't look like a dwarf. He looks like a tall dwarf. He looks so like a small, bloke. normal person, like you know, who doesn't have dwarfism. It's it's such, <laughs> such a deadly match. <laughs> it's so little. Like, and you know, what annoys me is the fucking big lads get a payday out of this for doing fucking yeah. no. And, and the, 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 the small guys probably get fucking a, a fraction of what the other guys are getting. Oh, you know? is that meant to be a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, but now it is. <laughs> Fuck shit. Little beaver! <laughs> yeah. I've nothing else to add to this. <laughs> so... Um, I did like I did enjoy the ending in all fairness yeah, I was going, King Kong Bundy is going mad like you yeah. know and then fucking so Bundy gets disqualified because the big lads aren't meant to fight the small lads and he elbow drops Little Beaver at about three minutes and gets DQ'd and then all the midgets team up on him and tell him to go they just fuck off yeah so that's the end of that basically there's a great there's a great quote from um, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura um, I think it was uh, King Kong Bundy picks up Little Beaver and he's like you know they can stick him in a garbage bag and put him in a dumpster. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking gas. Like, you know? <laughs> and he, he just picks him up and he's nothing like that. <laughs> Before we get to match number four, Mary Hart, as we mentioned earlier, the TV host, is backstage to interview Miss Elizabeth. But the interview doesn't go according to plan as Miss Elizabeth doesn't get to say a single word as the macho man Randy Savage interrupts as he always does in his controlling boyfriend persona. And gives a typical Macho Man promo, which is obviously oh yeah excellent. Yeah, it's because he's excellent. Every single promo that he has this fucking show it was yeah it was brilliant. He's just so good. He's just dead. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. match we get interviews with the two people in the next match who are Harley Race and the Junkyard Dog Dave's favourite <laughs> I will say I will say that the Junkyard Dog has improved his uh, promo skills yes he's, he, he, he's, he's done a much better job and this, this show is a loser must bow match yeah. it's actually there's actually a bit um, during one of Junkyard Dog's promos where he's talking about you know um, Harley Race is like you know I'm the king of wrestling and stuff <laughs> Junkyard Dog was like, this country never had no king. I'm pretty sure it did. Because <laughs> the king of England was the king of America. Was, like, yeah. you know? That would be true. But also, what really pisses me off is, in the background storyline to this match, is Junkyard Dog's, what's the word I'm looking for? His motivation for this, right? It's like, Junkyard Dog is pissed off at Harley Race for calling himself the king of wrestling. But Harley Race won the King of the Ring tournament, so I believe he has every right to call yeah, himself the yeah, King yeah, yeah. because he won a tournament <coughs> that crowned him the King. Yeah, yeah. 
So fuck off, Junkyard Dog. That's a stupid storyline. How dare it's like so how dare you call yourself the world champion when you won that world championship match? That's a, that's exactly the premise and that that really just made me not fuck off. <laughs> Junkyard Dog seems to I know he didn't write the storyline, but every time he does something I'm just kinda of like this chap's a retard, isn't he? He's just he looks like a different black person with a moustache. What's that about? <laughs> 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 he looks like a completely different wrestler. Who's <laughs> like, this motherfucker with the... I have to, I have to Google the junkyard dog and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, Fabulous Moolah well, looks like she's in a K-hole as well. Uh, she looks like she's on so oh, many... Remember what moves. we found out about Fabulous Moolah between now, wrestling and now? Yeah. She basically pimped out young walkers yeah. to other wrestlers and promoters. What a tramp. Also, what I don't get is fucking Bob Euchre, who's guest accommodating this match, getting a fucking stalker for Fabulous Yeah, Moolah, who's like 63 years old. When there's loads of lovely Federettes. The <laughs> for fuck's sake, the Federettes. I found it, like, it's interesting that this is like a former NWA champion against like the main face of the Mid-South, and it's just a little throwaway mid-card match. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're calling it, a throwaway. I would call it a throwaway, yeah. yeah. It, it, it lasted, it didn't break. strike me. Barely four and a half minutes. And the finish was dead in the fucking water. There was no... Yeah. Like, it just happened. And everyone went... Underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, anti-climax would be it. Harley Race just hits a belly to belly suplex and pins him. Yeah, like and a little not, slight distraction from... Yeah. Like, uh, not, like, not even really. on the apron. Bobby yeah. literally just went, shut up you. And <laughs> Junkyard went, like, no. And then got hit with a suplex. And that was the end of it. And it was just... Now afterwards... Junkyard Dog did what every good guy should do and attack Harley Race from behind the steel chair. And everyone went bananas. It was that's what every time Junkyard Dog does something, I'm like, he's giving out about something that's so reasonable. He's always like, How dare he do this? And you're like, No, Junkyard Dog. That's a really normal thing for people to do. <laughs> yeah. Well what I found interesting about this match though is like this is probably the match that gets the best crowd reaction of any of the matches so far. And you have these two lads who Neither of them are in great shape. And like Vince McMahon had this big obsession where everyone needs to be in amazing mm. bodybuilder yeah. shape. And these two lads just like kind of look like random Joe Soaps off the yeah. street. And the crowd is so much more into them than anyone else so far. The other thing is, it doesn't matter about the shape because Harley Race would beat the shit out yeah. of everybody on the card legit. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a scary bastard. So yeah, let's just... Let's just forget this. So what did you make of it? Well, I didn't like it. It did nothing for me. Like, yeah. Um, I thought Harley Race was a bit of a bump machine, and that's about the whole yeah, match. Chunkyard uh, Dog has his stupid headbutts again, and fucking hate you. Oh. Speaking of those headbutts, there was a great uh, quote from I think it was um, Jesse Ventura, and he was like, um, "Oh yeah, the Junkyard Dog is on all fours. It's his favorite position." <laughs> That was very funny. It was good. You yeah. know, it probably it probably wouldn't be seen in the same light as it was then. Now no. that it is now, now like whenever we're watching it now, I think it's fucking gas. Yeah. It, it, in hindsight, everything is fucking gas. <laughs> yeah. uh, you were saying book machine, and I was saying earlier he's in a wheelchair. No wonder. Like, yeah. That is book machine, and also he invented the diving headbutt, which would explain what he's yeah his body's fucked. Like mm. like in this match, he does a not a diving now, but he does a falling headbutt off the apron and misses. And I know there's padded math there, but that still can't be still good for your point like, and that sort of thing. It was about four and a bit minutes and pretty shy. Pretty, pretty shy. 
Well, you know, they said it was my last ride, man. Yesterday, when I finished hanging and banging, when I jumped on the Harley, man, as I went through the intersection, as I headed for the mountains, some of the non-believers in the gym said, see you later, Hulkster, man. This is your last ride. It ate me alive, brothers. When I felt the fury as I ripped, as I tore the shirt, as I headed for the sunset, man, I looked down, brothers, and as the sun beamed off the gold in my eyes, I realized that sooner or later, you gotta live and die and you gotta face the truth. And for you, Andre the Giant, it's time to face the truth, brother. Because when I think about what you and I have to do, man, what I have to do is nothing. All I have to do is merely beat a seven foot four, 550 pound giant. But Andre, you gotta face the truth, brother. In its purest form, man, the purest truth there is, man, the training, the saying, the prayers, the eating, the vitamins. And to beat me, man, you've got to beat every Hulk maniac, every little Hulkster in the world, everyone that plays it straight, all the ones that don't take any shortcuts, brother. And they usually say, if the dirty air don't get you, the politicians will. But in this case, it's going to be Hulkamania. And the reason it's going to get you, man, it's the purest form of the truth there is. And I can't wait to see you go down at the feet of Hulkamania in front of 90,000 plus in the Silver Dome. What you going to do, Andre the Giant, when the real truth, the 24-inch pythons in Hulkamania runs wild on you? Before we get on to the next match, we get a promo from the World Heavyweight Champion, Hulk Hogan, who was interviewed by Vince McMahon. This promo could be described as absolute nonsense. No, well, let's just say, right, we're after re-watching the promo between us, just before we started recording, and we're just, the three of us are sitting here flabbergasted. <laughs> what is he saying? ridiculous. He was hanging a bagging yesterday. Driving on his Harley. Yeah, and then the gold shone in his eye. And Hulkamania is the purest form of truth there is. And if the dirty air don't get you, the politicians will. Alright? That's all you need to know, basically. Look, That's more than you need fuck? to know. I think we fucking, we, uh, we, we said our piece the last time with the, the term Coke Hogan. Coke Hogan. Crazy eyes. Yeah, and the purest form there is is the, whatever he's sniffing up. <laughs> no, give me some of that. Yes. So... The next match, match number five, is the Rougeau brothers, who are walking face, which is very strange for me to see. Jacques and Raymond versus the Dream Team, Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, the Dream Team give a promo before the match. They have a new stable mate, yeah. kind of the strongest man, Dino Bravo. What did you make of this match? Oh, it's also the Rougeau's WF pay per view debut, was it? Yeah, I was very disappointed that they were the Rougeau brothers and not the fabulous Rougeaus because I wanted yeah. to hear that team music oh, so we'll badly. Hear, we'll hear, I just worry. love Barry Manilow so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the fucking robe budget for this match is unbelievable. There's three robes. Oh, there's the three robes on that team and the Rougeau brothers had their amazing jackets as well. They must have like... So much, um, what's the term? What are those things called? Sequins. Oh, sequins, sequins everywhere. Yeah. Sequins oh, all my over God. the shop, yes. Uh, yeah, and the match. The match. It's grand. It's a grand title match. Yeah. I thought it was forgettable, to be honest. Like, forgettable, but not. Not gosh. terrible. Yeah, not. Yeah. The thing about it is, it was really, really bad. You remember it? Yeah, 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 for being so bad. My, yeah. my, the main thing I remember from this is when Bobby Heenan jumps on commentary and he like claims that he's two and zero for the night, even though he's had 
one loss, a double countout, and one victory. And he, he says he just had nothing to do with that match because he doesn't deal with midgets. So he's 2-0. Fucking hell. I don't deal with midgets. So mad. Classic so mad. Bobby Heen. But yeah, to be honest, though, like, I didn't really kind of... I couldn't really discern any kind of uh, high point from this match. It was just kind of... I think it was built around Beefcake's random face yeah which yeah, made yeah, no very, very real sense it was so random it was like he's been a heel throughout the match and then Dino Bravo interferes which caused the finish uh, Dino Bravo interfered by attacking Jocka about four minutes when the ref was distracted and Beefcake disagreed with it and didn't go back to the locker room with the rest of the dream team which was very confusing because he's but been it, a heel the whole time it would define the rest of his career because this is the first time he was a barber well give it another Oh, another match. Yeah, the next match, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, it was very strange. He just has this big change of heart and decides he's not a bad guy anymore for no apparent reason. There was zero build-up to this face tour. No. There was no, no, like, you know, over a long period of time, the Dream Team continually cheated and he got pissed off. It was like, this one instance he was like, what are you guys doing? This is bold. I'm going to be a good guy. Yeah. And you can see, like, the, the rest of the team are just kind of fucking leaving. They're like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, as like, if you're supposed to know what's going on. Instead like, of going, come on, Bruce. Yeah, fuck me, what's going on? Like, yeah. Stall it, Bruce. Very forced psychology, almost. Yeah, like, you know? Very, very forced. It was a bit strange, all right. I, but, like like I said, I, I, I uh, maintain my viewpoint where it was a fucking very just a boring match. You know, yeah, but not, not special, but not shit. Like, not shit. Yeah, it was just a match that happened on this card. It's almost worse than a shit match, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, c- c- yeah, can be considered. At least you can fucking talk. Shit 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 match. Match, yeah. Well, when there's nothing happens in a match, it's just boring. It's yeah, just yeah, like... yeah. You have a point. So maybe this was a really bad match then. Match number six, halfway through, is a hair versus hair match of the adorable Adrian Adonis versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. The background to this one is that Piper had taken some time off from the WWF and when he returned, he'd found that his Piper's Pit segment had been replaced with Adrian Adonis's flower shop, which, in fairness, was fairly, fairly gay. <laughs> like, I don't mean that in a, kind of, in a slower sense. way, I just yeah. mean, you know what I mean? what it was so that's where the match came about and it was also billed as Piper's retirement match as he would be off to Hollywood to film a few good films um, his retirement would last two and a half years which is pretty long, long, long enough yeah. like, unless they say they retire yeah. they're back about four days later but yeah two and a half years is a long enough time can we just take this fucking time just to appreciate Rudy Rudy Piper? yes uh, he's in death like, yes he is a a good, a good buzzer. Yeah. He's, he's mental. Nah. He's a good buzzer. Even though I hate that accent, <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate what he was trying to do. But hey, you know what? As well, like um, I really like the fact that he was a, a face in this match. Yeah, like we, we've been fucking seeing him as a heel the whole time. Is that fifth episode? Fourth. 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 Yeah. Okay. 
But like the, the previous uh, three ones, yeah, the fucking it was a hit, yeah. like you know, everyone got fucking crazy for him. In this yeah, match. they love him. In they yeah. love him. Yeah. They love him. But honest, before this match, uh, there was a excuse me, there was a promo from Adrian Adonis, which made Hogan's promo sound like the most coherent thing in the world. <laughs> what the fuck was Adrian Adonis talking about? No idea. He was talking absolute trash. I did like uh, Jimmy Hurt's line where he said wrestling was spelt A D O N I S. Shit, that's a really good line. But uh, apart from that, whatever Adrian Adonis said, I've no idea. Sorry for interrupting there, but. Lovely cans. Lads, in ring, this match was not great. No, it wasn't great at all. But. It wasn't supposed to be, though. But the overall crowd reaction and the absolute mania that these two put on was fucking bananas yeah. and it was excellent at the end of the like, day that's what pro wrestling is about they yeah, got a great yeah. reaction from the crowd yeah. Like you can talk about the technical fucking like you know intricacies of the match like and you know yeah. you can still be fucking shite but they can they still told the story yeah. and Piper beat the shit off Hart oh Jimmy Hart like takes some serious yeah, 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 uh, Adonis we, we should also acknowledge that this is Adonis's last WF match and he would die about a year later. Serious. Remember when we first seen him? Yeah. We yeah. were talking about crashing into a moose. A year later? Him and five other wrestlers were travelling in like a, you know, like a people carrier. Wherever they were and there was a big massive moose and they'd like hit the moose and swear it off the road and the pink would oh, fall and died. So. It's horrible. That's an awful way to go. Yeah. Like, he was fairly young as well. Like, he was probably only in his 30s. Late 30s maybe. That's still a shit way to go. Look. Yeah. But at least he wasn't dressed in drag in his last... Uh, no, he was. So like... You know, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. the last one he was fucking in the in your nanny's nightgown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my specifically, specifically my he rang up your nanny and was like, "Here, <laughs> give me a shot your nightgown." Na- nanny Morris, uh, <laughs> he goes in a nightgown and she was like, "Yeah, no bother." <laughs> Here, what was the story with like towards the end? Um, Jimmy Hart sprayed something in uh, Piper's yeah, face. perfume, like you know. Like oh, it was perfume, was big it? flamboyant. Whatever. Oh, okay, cool. it was perfume. It's. It was the exact same kind of perfume container that uh, the model would well, use yeah. later. It is. It, it was like, it was more like, actually, it wasn't perfume. I believe it was because he had the flower shop. Yeah. Now one of those pumps you pump like pesticide over yeah. flowers or whatever, oh, something like okay. that. But Piper, anyway, went over with the sleeper hold at seven minutes and gets the scissors. Piper doesn't even do the hair cutting bit. Brutus. Yeah, Brutus. Randomly for whatever out, reason. Suddenly he's a... Like, Can you guys shed new light over the reason? I, 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 Zero. I didn't understand why. Zero light. They no. never had him being made to Piper at all. No. Then he suddenly runs out and starts cutting Adonis' hair because it was a hair versus hair match. Oh, yeah. Loser gets the haircut. And that's where he obviously got the barber gimmick from. Yeah. It was, it was the most random thing ever. Like, the, this whole, the whole ending of this match was a bit weird where, like, Adonis had Piper beat and he, like, instead of keeping him in the sleeper after the... He dropped his, his yeah, yeah. arm twice, and then when he's dropping it the third time, he just like walks away as though he's already won. Was it, it meant to be straight to hand drop? Maybe I don't, I know. don't know. Yeah, it was it was weird, but uh, yeah. there was a great chase towards the end of the match, um, where Piper was shown in the mirror, and it after, was, the match, after the match, after the match, yeah, yeah, yeah and he yeah. shows in the mirror, and chest going mad, and like it's, it's almost like a fucking um, uh, like a. A matador kind of thing, where yeah. oh, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. showed him the red, the red carpet, and he just moved yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing him from one side of the ring to the other. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that was re- this match was a pretty and like it was a complete all over the shop mayhem, but it was a really entertaining match. It wasn't a technical, uh, no, like, you know, it was just a fucking 
a really entertaining match. Yeah. That's what you want. Entertainment. At the end of the day, sports entertainment, as Winnie Mac would say, and that's exactly what it was. That's yeah. exactly what you got with this. So, there was a gap of a few bad matches, and then this kind of brought the show back to... <laughs> excuse me, what? <laughs> a bit of glory. Before match number seven, ring announcer Howard Finkel uh, announces... Jesse the Body Ventura who's come all the way down from the announcer's booth just to get in the ring and say fuck all do fuck all and they basically just say Jesse's in Predator there in the next few months with Arnold Schwarzenegger does nothing though I hate Jesse Ventura's guts how much time for his diamond stood in his it, fucking bum chin uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time for that and a lot it's of time so outrageous it's kind of an interesting tie in between this Wrestlemania and this year's Wrestlemania where there's just a completely irrelevant segment for no reason to promote an Arnold Schwarzenegger film oh, yes. like Triple H's entrance this year what was that about? Uh, awful. Oh. awful he was dressed as like a, a, like a medieval trainer it was what about his uh, snake skin jacket? Oh, that is all Jesse. I have to give it to him that's an outrageous outfit I think I would mean, fucking you know what if I could wear that to an idea I'd be like yeah I'd be throw that shit on me. on me no you wouldn't, you wouldn't why not? You, okay oh, you'd steal it on me what do you think I was doing? I'd beat you up for wearing it. Yeah. No, I'd beat you up so I can wear it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I accept that. Yeah. I, I, I endorse it as well. <laughs> I mean, if I could... I'd fight you for it. Yeah. It is a very good outfit, but if I could have anyone's outfit from this evening's event, I'd go for Bobby the Brain Heenan's. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> His, uh, His shiny sequence. white... Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. The red, match is a six man tag teaming the Hart Foundation Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart against oh sorry Here. teaming with Dangerous Danny Davis against the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana the Bulldogs lost the tag team titles to the Hart Foundation when referee Danny Davis allowed them to use multiple illegal double team moves and now Davis has decided to become a wrestler who looks like Frank Shannon guys um, I might sound incredibly uh, ignorant here yeah. who the fuck is Danny Davis. No, he's a referee. Who became a wrestler for like a week. No, but he was, he became a wrestler because he was banned for life plus 10 years. Yes! So, yeah. I remember that, yeah. So if he dies, even 10 years after that, he still can't ref no, another match. if he happens to come back from, from the dead, <laughs> yeah. So that, even though he definitely went back to being a ref about six months later, could yeah. be a shit wrestler. Yeah. He was only tagged in about two yeah. times and he got like two, like, you know, stomps. Yeah. And then he was back. He was like, "I gotta tag myself out here." What do you make of this match? There was, was, it was like, there was some mental spots in it, but I expected more given the participants. I, I was thinking, right, this match has the Hart Foundation and the Bulldogs, right? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Tio Santana's good as well, and then Danny Davis, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those lads, it was very mediocre. But yeah. by their standards, but it was very mediocre. It does feature a ridiculous-looking tombstone, but like. If you're asked in some sort of trivia, like, who was the first person to deliver a tombstone at WrestleMania, you're not going to be thinking him, are you? No, you're really not. I'm going to just throw it out here. That fucking dog is amazing. Oh, Matilda. Matilda. His name is yeah. Matilda. Matilda. Oh, he's brilliant. I loved it. I was like, it's oh. so good, yeah. Little doggy. 
<laughs> for such an only cute dog yeah it's but yeah the match was kind of had those spots like you said in the tombstone and all that like but overall was just crowd lackluster the crowd loved it but I didn't I kind of felt a bit meh about it like, yeah it's a bit lackluster it was a bit overall um, I don't know if that's because Danny Davis is in it but like, well, he was only tagged in yeah, for, that was the whole thing twice the Hart Foundation were protecting him from the Bulldogs yeah. because he cost them the titles or he's in the fucking match in the first place yeah I don't yeah. I don't really know why it didn't like there was just a, a lack of chemistry or what but it just didn't I, really flow or something this match lasted about five minutes yeah but if they'd made this a tag team title match between the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation yeah. Cut about three minutes from that fucking full Nelson challenge trash. Yeah, yeah. This could have been a really memorable tag match. Yeah, definitely. Like, look at the fucking talent that you have in the ring there. Like, yeah. You know? Unbelievable talent. Dynamite, Davy Boy, Neidhart and Brehart is fucking just... And they spend, they spend about at least two minutes of the match fucking with Danny Davis there. Like, you know, just fucking yeah. coming in. He's like, stomp, stomp, tag out. Yeah. And they do that like two or three times. It takes you know? ages. It's like, you're it's fucking smooth. serious. Yeah. For, for the level of talent this match was disappointing definitely agree it finished up when sorry let me look me up uh, Davis of all people hits da- Davy Boy with Jimmy Hart's megaphone when the ref's back is torn and gets a pinfall yeah this match didn't do anything for me no me neither even though probably should have on paper. That, that tombstone was really good I'll, I'll yes. continue to the, the tombstone to the tombstone was pretty good pretty pretty good 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 <laughs> Ah, lovely. After the match, there is an interview with the challenger in the main event, Andre the Giant, and his manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Can I just comment on Andre the Giant's face for a minute? The structure of his face? No, just just, just the face that he's making during the interview. He's standing there and he's like, I can't believe that they're putting Hulk Hogan over on me. You know, he he just looks so pissed off. He knows he's going to lose. He's Hogan geek now. And he's like, look at him. He's like, I'm so so pissed off right now. He's hilarious. Though, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. isn't he? The French accent makes him funny. Like, doesn't it? It really just makes him. And makes can you honestly not look at like Bobby Heenan's outfit here and say you wouldn't wear it? Jeremy looks great. I want to wear it. I would. I, I, I would wear that on a night out. I'd, I'd wear it to a wedding. <laughs> Your own, maybe, but no one else. You no, I would wear, wear it to a wedding and. And outside of the wedding as well. <laughs> so you just, you'd wear it, Dad. Wear it, Dad. Break on the work. <laughs> right. So after that, like, kind of, Andre doesn't give us much. Whereas Heenan spills his guts out because yeah, he's a yeah. fucking unreal mic man. This is his job as well. It's match number eight, which is Jesus Christ. Oh. The natural Butch Reed versus Coco Beware is both of their debuts under the F pay per view. And, in my opinion, it's a point of this. It's the worst match of the night. Really? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. It's the worst match of the night. Interesting. I will say that Butch Reed looks like a badass. He looks like a bad motherfucker. I did like Butter him. Butter than that. as well. I yeah. Like Frankie. Frankie. Frankie, yeah. 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 And there was one stage where um, uh, Monsoon was like, you know, oh, there's a, there was a shot on Frankie there. He knows Coco Beware is in trouble. He knows he's in trouble. <laughs> His parrot. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> who can't actually make facial expressions. <laughs> but the fact that the we're zoomed in on them. <laughs> the fact that we're talking about everything except the match itself tells you everything you need to know. I mean, the slick, the he slickster, looked, no, he looked slick. great. 
He, he looked like a He looks fucking killed, man. But uh, yeah, no, the match was absolutely nothing. It was. I I had more entertaining farts. They were in. Look at that. I've literally been more entertained by the smell of my own farts. Just going. Oh, it's disgusting. But this was this was, was terrible. This was equally as disgusting as the smell of my farts. There was one great line from um, uh, Ventura where he was like, "Slickster looks like he's ready for a night out in Detroit." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I like. This is like I, I, I kind of took note of that uh, that quote before I realized that this t- actually took place in Detroit. Yeah, and so I kind of took it as a like uh, as a very racist kind of comment. Because Detroit is kind of maybe known as a, a black city, possibly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. No, no, it is. It is. It is. No, it's very true. And this guy, like you know, he looks like a swindler. He yeah, he looks, yeah, yeah. Obviously, his name, his he name looks like he's going, out, he's going out on this black city to, call, to cause. Stereotypical crime, like basically, and so you know, like, it, it kind of along the same lines as Chico yeah. Santana and all that. I was like, Yeah, you are a dickhead, but yeah. you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> 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 oh, black on black crime, that's what this match was. <laughs> was it not? It was a fucking crime to my eyes. It was fucking criminal. <laughs> it was so shit. Oh, it was oh fucking awful. God. For, for <laughs> just so you're in the so you're in the novel that was uh, Dave's impression of Frankie the parrot. <laughs> Your parrots are fucking mad sound. I didn't, I didn't say parrots weren't sound. I just said, what? Did you, what? <laughs> this parrot sound Frankie. Yeah. He is sound alright. Oh, this is where uh, Ventura he pumps his arms. And he's like, yeah, pumps his arms arm and hogs the WrestleMania three T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, he's also wearing oil on the little one. Yeah, cunt. you fucking cunt, fucking cunt. What did you guys make of this match anyway? What do you think? No, well, I think we've, I think we've kind no. of explained the absolute tiredness. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, exactly. It was just a fucking absolute. It happened. Mo- it happened, and um, let's all forget about it and move on to match number nine, please. It's fucking lovely. <gasps> Ooh yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage, Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, was in a state of shock when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came back. Yeah, but this time, in front of the largest audience in the world, I will not only embarrass you, not only pin you with the one, two, three count, but I'm gonna put you out of wrestling for good. Oh yeah, Dragon, I am the Lord and Master of the Ring, and you're gonna find that out one athlete to another right now. You can't be with me, no. History beckons the Macho Man. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, someone special, George. The animal steel in your corner. However, in my opinion, this could be your last shot at Randy Savage and the Intercontinental title. My last opportunity. Randy Savage, the day has finally come. The minutes, the seconds, we have reached our moment. As you and I climb into the ring, we clash like two titans. But there will only be one winner. One winner, Savage. This dragon is getting fire. This dragon will scorch your back. I will come away with the championship belt and see new horizon. Okay, so before the next match, we get a promo from each man. The macho man, as always, is unbelievable. He comes out with the epic line that history beckons for the macho man. Jesus Christ, what a line. How could you beat that? That's (laughs) fucking amazing. Well, you couldn't beat it. But Ricky the Dragon Seamoat doesn't even try and do a good job of beating it. Much in the same way earlier Hercules thought he was the real Hercules. Ricky the Dragon thinks he's a real dragon and says he's going to scorch the macho man. Like, see, see, I can laugh at Hercules talking that shit because he's fucking crap. But Ricky the Dragon is an unbelievable wrestler. So so he's, he's not a good promo though. No, no. no. But he, 
He's a, yeah, no, he has, he has a fucking an unbelievable amount of skill in the yeah, yeah, yeah. As we will see in this match. Just like a Miss Elizabeth has amazing tits. <laughs> oh, I feel weird thinking about that because she's dead now. <laughs> she's dead? How did you not know she's dead? She's dead over like 12 years, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the scene. Who have I been having sex with? <laughs> So back to the sequence and robe, but yes. just look at the macho man's the macho robe. The macho man went all fucking out on his robe. So this match is match number nine. What's it just making? And it's for the WF Intercontinental title. The macho man Randy Savage defending against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What's the opinions, lads? I thought it was fucking great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thoroughly um, enjoyed unbelievable. It. I thought it was short. No, I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, what, 14 minutes, 37. It's the longest match on the card. Yeah, and between the two most fucking talented, arguably the two most talented on the card. On the like, but, like, it doesn't feel long at all. No, no, no. no. The crowd reaction tells you everything you need to know. Like, every so false finish, and there is a lot of false finishes, but Lots every one, the crowd bites on every time. There is over 22 counts. Is there? 22 counts. Yeah. One every 45 seconds of the match or something. That's fucking insane, like, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, nobody kicked out of a finisher. No. Nobody nowadays in WWE, to no. get the crowd going, they, like, to give him a finisher. recently they had that John Cena-Kevin Owens match and there was, like, four FUs he kicked out, yeah, or yeah, yeah. actually, whatever it's called. But, um, no. Macho Man did hit the elbow and get like a 20 count or something but that's the ref was down and yeah. out which, yeah, exactly, which yeah. still made the Macho Man look strong yeah. he'd finished Ricky but then obviously Ricky came back and he reversed a scoop slam into a small package and got the pin but this match was just fucking hell it's so ahead of its like, time anytime, like, oh, anytime you watch like you know those things like Wrestlemania Rewind yeah, or yeah, like yeah. Top 10 matches and all that shit like WWE produced stuff they always talk about this match and on the recent Macho Man documentary DVD they talk about it and Ricky the Dragon said Macho Man literally listed every like this wasn't cut like the, every single thing that happens was practiced one two three four yeah, 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 all planned and he said he even said like at the top of the list he said lock up and Ricky was like well, of course we're gonna lock like, I don't even need to remember a lot but it said yeah, lock yeah, up yeah. like everything was meticulously planned and the, the interesting thing this one the Wrestling Observer Match of the Year award and interestingly enough this is the only time it's ever happened that the match of the year and the worst match of the year have occurred on the same card what was the worst match? Oh, you, you can guess I think I no midget no. match no main event no oh, <laughs> oh, I, I think I know why it's I think shit I know why. yeah <laughs> but yeah but guys, can I just fucking say something? Anyway, here, back right? to this, the match of the year. About this. About fucking um, Macho Man here, right? Yeah. Look, before I fucking started doing this pay per view, you know, I, I'm a huge wrestling fan, obviously, from when I was a kid and everything. And, yeah. And I know, obviously, I know who uh, who Randy Savage is, and, like, but fucking. I, I never really seen his matches in the kid. No, I've seen, and I've seen a few of his matches, obviously, yeah. but it's, it's never, like, start to finish, you yeah. know? But I have to say, man, this guy is a fucking. Phenom, you know, he's just yeah. fucking unbelievable. He's a genius. He's a genius. Yeah. He's I thought so that was his good. brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dear. You're off the you're off the podcast. Get out. <laughs> no, but like seriously, like he's fucking obviously like Ricky Steamboat is fucking amazing as of well. Of course he is, yeah. Randy Savage is just like He knows exactly 
what to do. What to do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, it's just a fucking just blown away by this match. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Even match. the little shitty matches he had back on the wrestling classic were unbelievable. Yeah, weren't they? Like, yeah. like the things he did. And I know we kind of lambasted his match with George Steele at WrestleMania too because it was a bad match, but I blame it on the fact that he was given such. Uh, Inadequate opponent, yeah, 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 you know, that sort of way. Everything that Macho Man still did was good in the fact that he kept leaping out of the ring, being a coward, and he kept doing yeah, those exactly. Things, even though that match overall was bad. What I really liked about this match as well, the two of them, they just completely fucking put each other over, non stop. Yeah. They are fucking selling each other shit like nobody's business, you know. Yes. Which brings it's quality. Which, which brings me to something else. Remember I wrestled? Excuse me, Gazi. Remember <laughs> WrestleMania two? I said. Vince's original idea was to have Hogan be Savage in the main Savage, event yeah, but yeah, still yeah. have Savage in the main event he wanted it to be at this one again and Hogan's idea was no he was like oh I can do Andre instead and he then obviously Savage is the heel here but by our next WF pay-per-view anyway so World Series he'll be face which was Hogan's idea to turn him face so he'd be the second best face in the company but he'd never be able to challenge Hogan for a title because he was basically too old. Yeah. Like, which is Hogan acting the Coke Hogan cunt again. Do you know what I mean? Coke fucking Hogan. Politic and no end. No. Politic. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Macho Man is fucking dead. No. No, he's so good. Yeah. And, sorry, so yeah. is Steve. Yeah. Jesus like, Christ. Oh, no, there's no taking yeah. away from Steve. Especially yeah. when you consider the fact that, like, this is match of the year and it was planned out move for move and then how many years later was it that he had match of the year against Ric Flair and they called it completely in the ring with nothing planned out that's amazing like he can do anything who was his Steamboat Steamboat yeah I think it was maybe two years later he had match of the year that's not on a paper he only had his wrist yeah. oh no <laughs> although they do have a five star match on Capital Combat 89 maybe which we will be watching around then and we have a great time watching yeah yeah but anyway, yes, this match is dead. Steamboat is dead. Savage is dead. This match very. Des- I know we're, we've only watched one pay per view in 1987 so far, but definitely match of the like, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. What a match! Like it's it's a match that like every other match on this card. If you put it on a card now, like everyone would just think it's a joke and would just boo it because yeah. it's just ridiculous compared to like mm. just because the style is completely yeah, different yeah, nowadays. Of course it is. But this Something match would still out. hold up today. Of course it would, yeah. Because Steamboat's selling is unbelievable. Savage as a heel is unbelievable. And his selling as well when Steamboat gets the, the digs in. Yeah. But for, and you know, what, you know what I actually fucking hate now? Every match has to finish with a fucking double tombstone off the fucking top yeah. rope. Or an attitude just springboard attitude adjustment through a flame and barbed wire table or something. Obviously not that extreme, but yeah. my point is it has to be something ludicrous on a pay-per-view. Whereas this was a fucking roll up yeah and yeah, it still yeah. was a, like fuck he got it like you know what I mean everyone was like Steamboat got the belt he fucking pinned him like that was that's what I really liked was the fact he, he he caught Savage off his guard got the roll up got the belt and that's what really fucking did it for me I thought that was deadly the thing about it is they had entertained the crowd like fucking incredibly yeah. before that yeah yeah well you know, this- and even one of the things sorry to interrupt you there but one of the things that fucking uh, uh uh, Randy Savage was saying during his promo was like we're two fucking athletes I didn't say fucking obviously but we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're two athletes going to do the thing yeah, yeah. he's talking about the two of them being athletes and this fucking match proves the fact that yeah. the two of them are just fucking unbelievably athletic like the yeah. stuff that they do in this match is fucking crazy you know yeah. there's 
there's no question like the match that sold the tickets for this show is Andre and Hogan but yeah. like, I guarantee you if this you talk to people this is the match yeah. that they'll remember yeah, of course yeah. it is yeah. most certainly they might remember unless you're like six well, years old and so fucking bad unless you, if you're six years old and like you're a massive Hogan Mark, you might remember that kind of thing but this is what you remember like you know that's right away. Yeah. this is exactly what you remember <laughs> I got long side burns and my hair slick back I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac I'm just a honky-tonk man I'm just a honky-tonk man I'm just a honky-tonk man. Honky man I'm cool, I'm cocky, I'm bad The penultimate match of the snake. evening It is match number 10 and it's Jake the Snake Roberts Versus the debuting Honky Tonk Man. Sorry, I'm actually a gobshite. That is not the penultimate match. This is tour last match. And as I said, it's Robbins versus Honky Tonk. What did you make of this one? Forgettable again. Um, kind of I, think okay. suffer, I think it suffered from the fact that it followed this match. Most definitely. I think it was kind of <laughs> cast off to the... the um, the, the ruins of history yeah, yeah. because of the fact that it followed directly after this match yeah and it I followed the best match on I the kind of you know I was watching this pay per view and you know they came with a promo with, with, uh, with um, Jake the Snake and Alice Cooper was right beside him and I was like no, Jake ah, the Snake ha 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 and I was kind of just like well Jake the Snake can talk yeah. oh yeah no don't get me wrong I think, I think it's his talk. voice I think it's his voice as well because he doesn't talk garbage he's like he has this just real serious you know like fucking hell yeah Um. What I would say is the the bit in the promo where they're showing why this match came about, the guitar that Honky Tonk oh, broke over, it, it, it definitely yeah. looks like a legit guitar compared to the it ones you see Jeff Jarrett like yeah, yeah. breaking into a million pieces so in the sawdust. It was on Jake the Snake also, geez, so many wrestlers had their own little talk show segments called The Snake Pit and he had Honky Tonk on one time and Honky Tonk attacked him and cracked him with a guitar but... It, uh, Jeff Jarrett and the likes would use a balsa wood guitar which is just a fake what they're using what stuntmen would use when they're using wood kind of like tables to go through and things in movies that was a real guitar that cracked him and it's fucking sore at one say. point I'm, now this is when Jake was at the lowest of his low he's on the road to recovery now and all yeah, yeah. the Hall of Famer which is great but I remember him saying like because the neck surgery and all and then he became addicted to pain pills and he's sometimes going to blame the honky tonk man for that because he injured his neck and then yeah, yeah, have yeah, to take it, you know, sort of way. But he's obviously over all that sort of thing now. Do you guys ever really see uh, Beyond the Mat? Oh, of course yeah, I have. Yeah. I have upstairs on VHS. Fucking movie, man. I couldn't try that in the bin. I'll never have a VHS machine again, but I just couldn't try that out. Like, you know, great movie. But so, it's good. It's good to see Jake the Snake not like that anymore. Yeah. If you've yeah. if you've ever never if you've never seen Beyond the Mat or. If you have, but it was '98 or something, so that's a good while ago. Even just watch it again. Even just the Jacob's next section part, like you know, it's fucking. It shows that like, uh, fucking Coco beware's on that as well, and he has. Is he? It's probably not the same Frankie, but he has a Frankie, and he has to put a wig on the board because the board is so old. I guess we'll fake like feather extensions on the board because the board is so old, like most of the feathers have fallen over, so it's yes. not colourful anymore. Like you know, that way, which is just it's sad, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. Like, I thought it was an okay match. Yeah. It wasn't shit. Like, it, was, it was pretty decent. You know, one thing I'll say, Jake the Snake does it all the time. He's one of the only people who say, body shots. You never see people punching people in the stomach or chest and yeah. winding them. You know, everyone's just like, 
digging the head off each other and it looks shit. But Jake because the, you know what it looks someone's like. Someone's coming at Jake the Snake, he fucking hooks the... He, like, he's not he's not a boxer in Muhammad Ali job. Like, his punches look like they wouldn't hurt. A, but, like, he hits them in the stomach and he hits them in the head and he hits them in the leg and all. It's just kind of... I think it, it's better psychology with yeah, something yeah. that Jake the Snake is known for. Yeah. yeah, for me, like this match was just kind of nostalgic because these were two of my favorite characters when I was a kid. Two absolute action figure characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely own both of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't, think, I don't know if I ever had either of these actually, to be honest. But no, I still have still both of them at home somewhere. <laughs> definitely found my Jake the Snake one a few months ago. So actually, I can remember my first four were uh, Hogan, Warrior, Macho Man, and like three big legends, and then Earthquake. <laughs> not that Earthquake isn't a legend rest in peace and all that but like he, he's not on that level no, do you know no. what I mean but the fact that this match has dirty finish again like there's so many just like bad finishes on this card like you wouldn't be able to do that on pay per view nowadays yeah. you know what pisses me off about this dirty finish is that Jimmy Hart distracts Jake the Snake Roberts while the ref is blatantly yeah. looking at him and then Honky Tonk gets a roll up on a handful of tights uh, and puts his arm on the rope as yeah, well. Yeah, everything. Sort of, he mixes all the heel tactics together. But um, yeah, but right in front of the ref, which pisses me off. Like, yeah. I hate when that sort of crap. Um, you can obviously you can see the ref trying to look away, but he knows it's too late, so he just fucking goes for it and makes the three count. But yeah, very um, very hard act to follow. The yeah, game definitely. Like, I, th- I thought it was a decent, a nice little one-on-one match. Yeah. But, that's kind of what you need. On see, a lot of people, you know, when you, you like people moan about certain matches on cards, but cards are booked in a certain way where you'll have this unreal fucking match and everybody's buzzing and on a mad one, and then you'll have this come down match so that the main event you can have a buzz. Yeah, yeah. Because if everything was like deadly, 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 you'd literally be like, oh, I'm kind of sick of all this dead. Like not like sick of no, it, I know, yeah. but you'd be like over the. It's like scary movies, for example. Like you know, you fucking take a horror movie. Exactly. You get scared out of your fucking shit by jump scares or, for the or entire even, time. You know what people go? Example. You know that Floyd episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. And people go, don't like that episode. It's very boring. It's not because something mad has happened right before that, and then this episode is slow. Character development. Building, and then you're like, shit, and then near the end you're thinking something mad is going to happen, but it doesn't. And then they get back onto the mental stuff. That's to bring you down. Because if every episode of Breaking Bad had him nearly getting caught by Hank, him nearly getting caught by Spider, someone nearly dying, someone dying, he'd be like, hey, this man, this is, he'd be like lost, but he literally just pulled storylines out of that hoop. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Breaking Bad, it was. For, that's just well, well I agree right. with all this, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's my counter argument, right? Yeah, okay. This is WWF psychology. In Japan, they will just go one great match after another they and will. it works no but that can be tourism I find I, can find oh, yeah, that I completely agree Wrestle Kingdom 9 like, no, was Wrestle deadly no Wrestle Kingdom 9 was deadly but I didn't watch that in one fell swoop I was like I'm going to watch the next half of this tomorrow because it is a lot to take in you're like fucking hell and my, my other counter argument to your, uh, yes, your little right. Breaking Bad thing is yeah. Game of Thrones just gonna kill all the characters no. all the time and go mad they didn't take their fucking time in that, in, in, especially in the later seasons as mm. well though in season 5 it was a big build up yeah I suppose and a lot of people were like this season is shit blah 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 and then episode 8 came around and we'll remain this spoiled. season is still shit 
But this episode's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not. We're going to be spoiler talk. free anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to fucking yeah. ruin that. So anyway, at the end, they all die. When you just fucking relax, <laughs> keep watching. Anyway, <laughs> little rats. Sorry, after this match, my times have been absolutely all over the kid. So after this match, yes. Alice Cooper comes in with the snake, and they all try and get Jimmy Hart, and Jimmy Hart sells it like he's getting burnt with acid. Yes, and it's fucking great. <laughs> it's it's really good. Also, I look how Alice Cooper comes in like he's a hard lad, and he's skinnier than yeah, I'm so skinny. skinny. But like the commentators call him out, and they're going like, eh, he'd probably want to go to the gym. Look at those weak arms." <laughs> But yeah, a forgettable, match, a forgettable match. But I still didn't hate it. No, yeah, no, I didn't hate it. No, but it was just like I was fucking pumped up from the previous match. You know, but I call it as a TV match as opposed to a pay per view match. You know what I mean? Like a nice seven-minute TV match. You know what I've actually noticed here? This is the third animal mascot of a wrestler on this card. We had Matilda for the Bulldogs, Frankie for Cogger Beware, and Holy shit. for Jake Snake. We're mad for animal uh, yeah. mascots. What the fuck? No, none. none. And I think it'd be pretty like it's hard, obviously, animal cruelty and animal laws and all that kind of thing these days. But like, imagine Matilda's around these days; they'd make a fucking mint on plushes. Yeah. Like, like the most Matildas and stuff. The most recent uh, animal mascot I can remember was uh, Scott Steiner in TNA. Didn't he have a, like a tiger or something? Something a tiger. Like, something a tiger. Sorry, what? A tiger. I might have made this up. But like Scott Ste- Steiner no. is definitely crazy enough to have that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, tiger. Yeah. I might not have been a tiger. I might have made that up. Did you dream that? He might have been on a pogo stick at the time. Did you? Scott Steiner stick. Have you ever seen Scott Steiner on a pogo stick in TNA? Oh, it's amazing. What? Yeah, no. He used to have a thing where he came out on a pogo stick. This is also a no. Right, if I Google this to put this video on, it doesn't exist. I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> Please do. Fuck sake. Anyway. Lovely cans. Yeah, so before we get the actual penultimate match, it is actually the penultimate match because I'm on the spot. Uh, no, you're not. You're already. Oh, sound. Sound bad. Appreciate that. You've spilled your can yeah, on the job, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. look like you weed yourself. Did you just pour your drink all over yourself? Oh, you look like you <laughs> Oh, you're, you're, yeah, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have so much headache oh, today. Oh, I don't care because it's hilarious. God. The next match is a tag team match with the team of the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel. At the start of the match, Nikolai Volkov does his gimmick of singing the Soviet Union national anthem or Russian national anthem, whatever you call it, and that fucking cunt we hate. Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes in. Interrupts him singing the Soviet national anthem and then gets on the mic and blabbers in his most incoherent fucking shit voice. This is the land of the free. You can't so why sing didn't that they sing his fucking song? Prick. <laughs> fucking prick. You can have freedom of speech. It's unless like, I don't like it and then yeah. I'm going to hit you with a two boy. It's not like he's coming out and. <laughs> unless, it's not like he's coming out and going, America is shit. America is shit. Fuck off America You are really shit He's literally just going My country's great My country's great I love my country You love your country Can't we love our country But this fucking Absolute bearded Retard comes out And Sorry it's for It's no fucking Rocky Ford and all fairness fucking like, hate I Oh my god What I do sorry, like I though I hate Jim Duggan so oh, much stop. He's a cunt He's so bad How do you feel about The fact that the slick Is still wearing up 
like that suit that's been completely like wrecked from oh, the last time. Oh. Ah. Slickster is just unbelievable. S- slick. He's so slick. Yeah, so Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a piece of shit. He ruins he it. Even had, he, he ruins it. Awful. He has a little American flag taped to the top of his <sighs> two by four. Even the face and the thumbs up he does, he looks like he has... No, I, I don't mean to insult anybody, but he looks like he has a mental delay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He looks yeah. like he's not all there. Like He has a youth on his side, though. He looks very young in this... Uh, he looks like a pure lumberjack. The match, what did you make of? Another fucking forgettable match, in my opinion. You know, the Killer Bees are such a fucking underrated tag team, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And why didn't they... St- why are they not sticking around for longer? I don't know. What, what I will say... Now, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel looks like he's 40. And he looks like he's had a lot of Botox, but he's they're really athletic. Yeah, jumping Jim Brunzel's drop kick is one of the best drop kicks you will ever see. Hell, it's unbelievable. What I also never realised before rewatching this pay per view is that they're wearing lovely little Nikes and like pull up socks. They're not wearing wrestling boots. And I thought John Cena was the first person to ever wear sneakers wrestling, but no, they have lovely little oh, they black are. and yellow Nikes. Yeah, I think actually, I think Jesse Ventura kind of alludes to it. He's like, they've got their wrestling socks on or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah. Yeah. They're wrestling socks? Yeah, no, yeah. boots. There is wrestling. You can get wrestling socks. No, but, know, yeah. Yeah. but it's still funny. So, during but this match... Sorry, with like, uh, Jim, Jim Duggan. Yeah. Oh. So, during this match, because Slickster's in Volkov and Cheeky Baby's corner, Jim Duggan is on guard, marching up and down in a big exaggerated manner, minding for the Killer Bees. Now, this match, I thought this match was decent. The Killer Bees are very, pretty athletic. As we said, Brunzel has a fucking unreal drop kick, and it was decent enough. Um, but it's obviously marred by the fucking woeful yeah. finish, yeah. the terrible, terrible finish, which is uh, Duggan, for whatever reason, chases Volkov around the outside of the ring. Volkov slides in, Duggan follows him, and in the ring, Shiki Baby has one of the killer bees in the camel clutch. And Duggan just stops and cracks him in the back of the head with the two way four and gets the killer bees disqualified. And then the bees are all like smiley happy people afterwards. I'd be fuming. I'd be like yeah, celebrating about the fact that they lost. lost the match. Fuck you, Duggan, you fat piece of shit. But no, you know what's a great thing that of all people, and I never generally put him up or Jesse Ventura said. And it's something that I really like to hear back in this. He's like well, well Gorilla they're going to get the losers money yeah. to make it actually seem like it's prize fighting yeah. you know I mean? yeah. the winner gets more money than lo- so there's a- you know when you see these matches on Raw and you're like these lads just get themselves disqualified this sort of shit yeah, yeah. this is like you know well you don't get the winners money the winners get more money like they pay it out like, and I like that to make it seem makes it seem more of a legit sport yeah. authenticity authenticity is that yeah the prize money involved but yeah, did Duggan just blatantly getting in and just getting the killer bees disqualified pissed me off. No, shit. He he ruined his match for me. Terrible. Like, yeah. He completely ruined it for me. Absolutely ruined it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's Rob Kick. Fuck it. Yeah, it's very nice. And like, I know he was booked to do that and all, but his mannerisms in doing it even pissed me off. And the way, and then the way he got on the mic afterwards and goes, if you're not going to play by the rules, then no, they're down there. He said, like, he fucks her up so bad. But I was like, the lads haven't actually broken any rules. I know they're heelish and they might, you know, do a few double teams, but they haven't done as much breaking the rules as cracking some lad in the head with a piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really bad. You want to hear a sad bit of news? Yeah. This is like the Orange Sheik's last WF appearance for five or six years. Serious. Yeah, 91 or 92 he comes back. Not as Sheiky baby as um, Colonel Mustafa. 
We might see him maybe once or twice in WCW, but yeah, we're not going to see that madness for a good one. That's, that's quite sad. It is quite sad. I was very happy to see um, Shiki Baby and uh, Nikolai Volkov. Volkov, Volkov is a he's a bad wrestler, but he's still entertained me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just, fundamental. Yeah, it's, 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 he's just he's an entertaining human being. I think really, and that's that's what kind of gets it for me. But yeah, this match was kind of just ruined by Jim Duggan. But that, know, that, that, that's my main opinion. Yeah, Jim Duggan just ruined yeah. everything for this match. Jim and then he just starts going, and then he just starts going on, on with a USA chant after. Why is he there? Why is he at the at ringside? Like, why is he there? Because he wasn't booked in the match. Dave, these are answers we will never find the answer to, but we wish we could. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not, that doesn't satisfy me. Oh, oh, fuck you, ring Vince McMahon, then you put. I'm, I'm, Ask him. I, I, I might ring Vince McMahon, or I could ring some place that delivers food. <laughs> for the main event of the evening before we get that we get interviews with both the participants um, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant the first one is with the heel Andre and his manager Bobby Heenan Heenan again is unreal and Andre somewhat cracks a little heel smile but nothing too much yeah you know what I mean uh, Hogan gives us the usual vitamins Hulkamaniac prayers Hulkamaniacs etc Pythons yes so it's for the WF World Heavyweight title, Champ Hulk Hogan defending against Andre the Giant. Uh, the background to this one is basically Hogan, sorry, firstly, Andre got a trophy for being 15 years undefeated in the World Wrestling Federation. Mad fair enough for getting yeah. a trophy. Um, and then a few days later, Hogan got a trophy for being the WF World Champion for two years. Well, Hogan's trophy was bigger than Andre's so Andre was mad pissed off so he walked off the set came back a week or two later with his new manager Bobby Heenan and then challenged Hogan for the title at WrestleMania 3 also ripped Hogan's crucifix pendant off his neck which really upset Hogan caused a bit so. of blood to come out of his chest oh was it a little bit of blood no, did it? oh Jesus I didn't know that bit and then the, oh, the worst bit in this, in this recap thing was like on Piper's pit Roddy Piper goes what do you say to Andre's challenge do you accept it and then Hogan's like yeah and everyone's going mad and I'm like that was the worst answer to a question I've ever heard before <laughs> in life the world heavyweight championship yes or no yeah so bad but in fairness if Andre's been undefeated for 15 years 
Should he not have had a world title shot maybe eight years before? Yeah, mm-hmm. but he never wanted one. That oh, was the thing. Oh, because he's such a nice guy. Well, he fucking should. Like, eight years ago, Hogan wasn't around. It was like there was a few heels going. Yeah. You know what I mean, he could have definitely taken the title. But yeah, that's the backstory. Good, pretty good backstory in my opinion. I think it's yeah, 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 no, it's yeah. Amazing. Amazing. he's a bit jealous of his friend, which is fair enough. And he wants that fucking belt. And he's he's a. Uh, Disgraced Hogan's Christianity as well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> That's the best part. Of Indirectly, they haven't they haven't directly said it's something to do with God, but, but he, he can't believe it. it's all got to do with God. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, that's all you know. That's all we care about is God. Shut <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so You're, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking slam you. <laughs> yeah. Even, even worse than Hogan's yeah! <laughs> is uh, Bob Euchre is the guest announcer for this match yes. and when he's announcing Hulk Hogan he goes he calls him Hulk Hogan he is the world wrestling federation heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan <laughs> who is Hogan I want Hogan. to know <laughs> Hogan! Hogan! Shit! Oh, Hogan! Oh, I think it's okay. Coke Hogan! Coke Hogan! Yes. Look at his eyes! That's his name from now on. I wonder was that Mean Jean parcel to a bit of schnocked Ah, uh, I'd say Mean Jean. Jean schnocked <laughs> What a fucking great time! I know, Mean Jean's just had about like. You know what? Five to six cocktails at this stage. He hasn't done any coke yet. I will judge. I, I judge Hogan more for coke than I would for me and Jane. I would be okay if, if like, I, if Hogan came with me and he was like, "Do you want some coke?" Yeah. I'd be like, "No, man, fuck off." Yeah. If me and Jane was like, "You man, doing a bit of coke?" You know, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> well, he didn't have any mean geniacs. Fuck, fuck coke, Hogan. Fuck coke, Hogan. I really like Oh god <laughs> Lads What's his make of this match? Hold on Hold on Wait Sorry Yeah Dave As you asked there a minute ago What do we make of this match? Garbage Garbage Pure garbage Pure garbage Boring garbage okay. Counterpoint of view Fuck off Okay oh. <laughs> Right Okay if you're looking at it you're from, this from a technical <laughs> point of view yeah obviously it's complete shit yeah. like there's a fucking bear hug for three minutes literally a quarter of the match is one bear hug yeah. but at the end of the day we did say earlier proud, like, pro wrestling is about getting the crowd reaction and the crowd fucking loves this match Okay, but can we... I think that fucking no. crowd reaction is a foreground gluten donor. No, it is, because... No, like, come on. Hogan could, out, could go out there and literally... Shit, on Play the X's and O's at Andre the Giant, and they'd still blow their load. But is that not, like, what you want from pro wrestlers to get a reaction from the crowd? I'm not saying technically... Bored. I was I was too. But... That's... I mean, if you watch this match on mute, it's the worst match you'll ever see. But if you watch it with the sound on, like... The reaction no, from the crowd tells you he's doing do something right. Like. I do understand where you come from, but I think Did you see Hogan bit? can get a reaction regardless of what he does because he's Hogan, because he is so over with that crowd. He could go out there and go, listen, we've had a change of plans. I'm not going to wrestle Andre the Giant. I'm actually going to sing uh, the greatest hits of Aretha Franklin, right? Because she's giving me punishment. And he could, 
he gets trying to sing them and it'd be bad but people would still be mad for it because it's fucking Coke Hogan alright <laughs> Coke Hogan alright and that's how like did you, say, did you see the bit where he was in the fucking uh, the bear hook and he forgot how to count what you see that bit no you don't where the rest it? fucking he had the, the arm the three hands yeah one two three did you three he dropped his arm and the rep picked it up again he picked it up again as if to say like well forget about that last thing that we did and then you remember it then he was like oh 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 I did not why did I not notice that my, my personal favourite part is where he uh, gets rid of the protective mats and then he, he fakes like he's going to do a pile driver yeah. on under the giant unprotected first of all there's no way he's going to be able to do a pile driver on under the giant and then he takes the worst back body well, drop I've ever seen it's like you know when you have like a three or four year old infant right and you're trying to teach a child how to tumble for the first time yeah that's literally what Hogan's back body drop he went up and he like held on the rope and then he I'd say he took about 12 seconds to get over there was, was no 12. way he was going anywhere near the unprotected part well, he was making sure he was landing on that mat scumbag yeah. <laughs> right so Harley Race did a fucking headbutt out there and I know it wasn't on the concrete but still but even then if he'd went over and just put his feet down first no one would have went that looked fake because half the show Hogan does looks so telegraphed and fake like Andre at this stage of his career like he wasn't able to do that much he wasn't that mobile he wasn't he wasn't at his peak anyway, and, say. and Hogan was just lazy I thought this match was trash as we said earlier Steamboat Savage won match of the year this yeah. one worst, worst was this the worst one? this was worst match of the year yeah see on set see I think the reason why the likes of Butch Reed versus Coco Beware is because that wasn't pushed as a match like it was like yeah, yeah, you know that's what it was like 30 seconds or, or yeah, 3 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whereas this was meant to be something special yeah let's say let's say the last two were times we watched Hogan on uh, King Kong Money in that steel cage or SMA 2 was surprisingly entertaining decent yeah. match yeah. decent match wrestling classic that match against Rowdy Roddy Piper a few mm. bits of shit but not terrible no not terrible not terrible this was bad yeah it was but to defend it <laughs> <laughs> you need to fuck oh because like off. go on like, come on no, people, the point is no no the, po- the point to, is to like obviously and, and we're like smarts and we know like what's going on and but like for like the little yeah. kids who are there and whatever like yeah. they, this is the most iconic match in like the last 30 years for a lot of people and they don't care about the fact that it was a shit match. They just care about That's the fact true. that he slammed Andre. Anybody and who was maybe born in the 70s. For anybody born in the 70s, this is the match they remember as their match. Yeah. Like, I know I was born in the 80s, but I don't know, what match do I remember as much? Austin versus Michaels at WrestleMania 14 is the match I remember as the match. Yeah, and do even you know that match, if you go back and look at it, it's not that great. It's what better than this. What, yeah, what was your match? My match is Austin versus The Rock, the first time. 70 I think that was WrestleMania 70 no that's the second time first one is 15. when yeah 15, 15 yeah, yeah. yeah mine was um, The Rock versus Triple H Judgment Day 2000 the, the 69 that's the thing but and also they're, and they're roughly 10 to 12 years after I was born yeah. so let's say people born in the 70s yeah. 12 years before this this is their match yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean this yeah. is their match which I understand your argument at that point I'm just saying it doesn't resonate with you. This match? Yeah. Well, I would have of course been, not. I would have been obviously less than a year old. and But even in hindsight, I'm kind of like... Shit. <laughs> no, no. Like, my, my point is, yeah. it is shit. And yeah. if you watch it with like the sound off, it's even worse. 
The mm. only thing that kind of makes it halfway watchable is the atmosphere of the crowd. This match is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand its historical significance in the world of wrestling. Yeah. And Can we agree on that at least? I, I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. And uh, like, my, my basic point, all yeah. I want to say is that Technically, I agree, it's absolute shit. But yeah. at the end of the day, a pro wrestler's job is to get a reaction from the crowd, and they got a reaction. Yeah. And this is the match that sold the tickets for It can't show. be fucking hard to get a reaction when you're in Hulk Hogan's position. Uh, in 1987, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, but like... So, yeah. I think we have a kind of... Stay on the... We, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, right? no, like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying for a second that it's I enjoy watching it. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, he did his job yeah. as he needed to do it. So, Hogan makes a comeback. Hogan. Ho- Hogan! Hogan! Makes a comeback, slams Andre, Yeah. hits the leg drop and gets the 1-2-3. slam that was heard around the world. I'll have um, Guess how many minutes it was between the final pinfall and when we cut away from Hogan posing. How many minutes? No, no, seven. Six. Nine. Nine! <laughs> he does love Nine a good now, Hold on, it cuts to like crowds and replays, but from the pinfall to when it just goes back to the commentators and they talk about the show and then it shows stills of the rest of the show, it's nine fucking minutes. He has a lot of good poses, though. Fuck off, damn. He's so tanned, isn't he? He's so, so, so tanned. Bonnie was wearing white. Yeah. <laughs> wearing white. The tan makes the white pop, the white makes the tan pop. It doesn't really work with yellow. The yellow doesn't work as well. The yellow doesn't work as well. You belsy. You little geek now. Uh, so, um, stop this. Before we wrap up, lads, have you noticed an awful, awful absence in this pay per view? Two awful absences. Oh my god! Two my, awful heart, absences. my heart is empty for one of them anyway. Yeah. Our lordship. Our lordship. Where the fuck is he? No sign of him. No sign of his lordship. And also, a particularly wonderful human being is oh. also missing. Who's that? It's Paul Orndorff. Mr. Oh, Mr. Mm. Wonderful! Yeah. Wonderful! I was only thinking about that earlier on obviously it didn't fucking come to me there but like fucking so overall WrestleMania 3 and best and worst match of um, overall it's the best pay per view that we've seen so far um, best match like I mean is there any point saying no uh, I think we all agree yeah. on the best no, let's just fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. say it anyway, yeah, yeah. Randy Savage against Ricky the Dragon's team yeah. by far the best match yeah. uh, the, like, there was a lot of forgettable matches on this card Um I'll just go with the midgets match because I didn't really understand the point of it. Okay, Dave. Um, I overall I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly, um, especially compared to the the previous shows that we've we've uh, we've reviewed. And um, like Darren said, best match. There's no fucking qualms about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking um, Macho Man against Ricky Steamboat was unbelievable match. The worst match, in my opinion. Was uh, Coco Beware against your man, the natural? Mm. Um, and I don't know, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give that the worst match over the fucking 
main event. The main event, purely because I was more kind of invested in the show at the time I was watching it. Yeah. No, but, that is. Not to me. But yeah, that was my bad one. Yeah. But the fucking, overall, fucking quality. Yeah. Fucking quality show. Yeah. Absolutely quality. Um, Obviously, the, main, the best match is going to be the same. Yeah. Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. It's just fucking ludicrous. It's just a great match. Oh, stop. Yeah. Uh, worst, I think I'd agree with you. Natural Butchery versus Cockatoo yeah, Rare. It was so bad, wasn't it? the pants off me. The main event is a fucking... Uh, In-ring, etc. Et like, actual... Technically, is probably a worse match. But it goes on for, like, nine minutes longer, so you can't really... You know what I mean? But yeah, but how many of those minutes is this? Is a bear hug. Yeah. yeah. But even then, I can understand the crowd, etc. being into Hogan and all. Like, how many fucking... Like let's say documentaries and showcases that the WWE do, you're always going to hear that line, "The immovable force meets the yeah. irresistible." Yeah, like, yeah. That's how significant this is in the history of professional wrestling. So I, I can't really call it the worst, but so that's why Coco Beware versus Butchery I'd say is the worst match of the night. Overall, WrestleMania three, I wouldn't say I watched it. A good, definitely the best pay per view we've reviewed. Yeah, but I'd say so if you're gonna fair. if you're gonna watch anything, I'd say watch. Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat, obviously, fucking hell. And then literally watch the bit of the main event where Gorilla Monsoon says the immovable force meets the irresistible object. Or the irresistible force meets the immovable object, sorry. And then literally Hogan's come back and the slam and the leg drop. And that's all you need. Cause that and, and if you're a wrestling purist, I'd add in Jim Rundzell's dropkick and that tombstone. Yes. And that's it. And maybe the start of the show, so you can see the... The absolute the massive, scale of it. The massive humanity, as a Gorilla Monsoon would say, because there's a lot of bastards there. Loads of them. Yes? Yeah. So we call that show. Yeah. Right, so that's it for WWE, sorry, WF's WrestleMania 3. Veterans. Next is NWA Starcade 87. Oh, lovely. That sounds fantastic. We will have a great time. We will I'll have, have a fantastic fun. time. Yes. Thanks for listening. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah!